This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs. We cover many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring podcasts such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Buffalonian Podcast. The Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. We'll recap our picks from last week and pick some more games for this week. All of this and more on the Buffalonian Podcast, Spetting on the Bills. All right, let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian podcast, betting on the Bills. I'm Joe Kelly, and today I'm joined by Dom Loss, and s- exclusively Dom Loss. Dom Loss in a chair that's empty. Yes, an empty chair. So it's another two-man pod for you, and we're going to get right into it and preview Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Uh, three in some markets, you said? Three in some markets. They opened up at about, I think... Some market, some markets they opened up as a pick'em, and then some markets they opened up actually as a point, point and a half favorite. And then obviously it's been bet up to, you know, the two and a half point spread as we currently see. And sometimes at, you know, as somewhere as you as you alluded to, a three point spread. So yeah, the Bills getting a lot of respect right now. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you can't help but think is Vegas trying to tell you to bet the Chiefs by you know the line shifting on the Bills. Well, it's the first time I think this is. I believe this is Mahomes' 41st game started at Arrowhead coming up, or 42nd. This is the first time he's going to be an underdog. I think they're expecting the Bills to do something big here, but also also telling you to bet the Chiefs. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It, it's the definition of if you, you know we weren't a, a betting podcast around the Bills, would just kind of be a stay away and just kind of enjoy the game. Yeah, no, I wouldn't um, put but, any money on this. But it, it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, it's the rematch of the game of the year last year. Game of the NFL for the past decade, I would want to say. Decade, maybe even its history. So yeah. it definitely has a lot of high expectations. It's going to be a national broadcast game. As we said um, you know, in, pre- in the podcast a couple months ago when the schedule dropped, this is uh, like the Brady-Manning slot of CBS gets to, gets to protect one game a year. And they protected this game. Obviously, some fans online were complaining about why this wasn't a primetime game, and well, that's CBS your answer. It. <laughs> CBS was like, "Yeah, we'll take." I, you know, I, I, I thought about last year when it was Bill's season in the divisional round. I was like, "Oh, CBS took that game." I thought like NBC would try to take that or whatever, and Nance and Rimmel were going to be. Then I thought, "Well, why wouldn't they take it? It's arguably the two best quarterbacks." Yeah. and we'll get into that in a minute. But right, it's it's an exciting it's an exciting but nerve wracking week. Um, but again, again, this is the third straight year where they play the Chiefs rather early in the regular season. In, in Arrowhead. In Ar- well, second straight year they played second them in straight, a- yeah. Arrowhead because the 2020 year they played them uh, in in Buffalo technically, but that was no crowd. No, and wasn't Mahomes not even playing? No, Mahomes was playing. Was he? No, Mahomes' Allen first matchup was bef- in front of no fans. How how uh, how bad was it? I forget. Did we lose? Yeah, they did lose. It was twenty six seven. Mahomes is three and one against Allen. Mahomes uh, won twenty six. They won. The Chiefs won. I shouldn't say Mahomes. I think the I Chiefs, just blocked that game out of my head because yeah. I just could not remember. Well, that the Chiefs. For the, life the Chiefs me. won twenty six seventeen. It was a really. It was one of those really bad weather games. Neither of them threw really impressively. Uh, it was the week after that really weird COVID week at the Titans. 
I can't for the life of me remember. I think that was supposed to be Thursday night football. If I do, if I yeah, but I think that was right around the time when the Titans game screwed everything up, and wasn't it? I mean, it was somewhere. Yeah, it was something where the lines of I think the tight. Well, I know the Titans game got moved to like Tuesday, and that Chiefs game was a Monday nighter, but it was supposed to be Thursday night football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, with all the COVID stuff that was happening with the Titans, that game had to be pushed back. So um, it was definitely a weird stretch for the Bills in 2020. Obviously, their two playoff matchups have unfortunately gone the Chiefs' way. The last regular season matchup, though, in Arrowhead uh, did go the Bills' way, 38-20 last year. So you know, we'll see if that happens again. But hoping a player that played in that game that hasn't played you know, in a long time, a, a, nearly a year. Since Thanksgiving. D- yeah, th- yeah, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Thanksgiving. Chadavious yeah. uh, White returned to practice today, so this starts his twenty-one cl- days. Twenty-one right? days. I so I thought the rules were in the CBA that if they don't activate him to the fifty-three man roster in twenty-one days, he's on season-ending IR. Sal Capaccio did a tweet where they can not activate him for 21 days and he'll go on like the short-term IR of four games and can b- get brought back. Obviously, I don't think that will happen, but I don't know no. if that's... I gotta look He's had enough that. time off. I think he'll he'll get right back into it. And... Well, I, I think it was smart for the Bills to activate him midweek this week, even though he's not playing, because I think they want you know him to have some practice time, see how the knee responds going into the bye week, and then you think you have the bye week and then the... Sunday night football game against the Packers, so you have two back-to-back full weeks of practice that he doesn't have to play a game in. That like, he could just work, right? And if the knee has like a bad, rea- not bad reaction, but if the knee like takes more time, yeah, it's you a have little more tender than they thought. Needs more time to adjust back to it. And, yeah, and I think you know realistically, you'd say Benford would probably be back for that Packer game, so you'd have your four healthy corners, and then even Trey, you know, as good as he is, you might consider kind of doing a rotation a little bit until you know the first couple of games to get him right. acclimated to the game setting, and then. Bring him back in full force. Kind of like OBJ a little bit. Yeah. Have the last. And that's still someone the Bills are, quote unquote, eyeing up. Uh, well, they should be. I mean, and he's eyeing us up more than we're eyeing him up, I would say. I, I, I think it's a little bit of both ways. You think? I think. What about CMC? You know, we talked about this on the betting. Yeah, on we the talked Bills about pod. it. Well, yesterday when we filmed. It's, it's what you would like to give up. I think CMC, if you take. I think. You know, you would have to give up James Cook because it's like the same type of I think of if back. I was the That's Bills, we I, I, would preferably, I would preferably like to go after OBJ. Yeah. Just because OBJ won't cost me any long-term assets. No. Like James Cook, developmental long-term asset, you're going to lose him. Plus draft picks. Mm-hmm. OBJ might cost more like money-wise this season. You right, but also range. you can get him on a short, super short, like six-month contract that's incentive-based. Well, but you know it's, still, I mean? it's still like a win. I mean, I know what Give you're saying. Give him his Bitcoin contract like last year. It's worth nothing now. So, I mean, he yeah, won a Super but, Bowl for pretty much nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> he would probably be someone I, I think OBJ would be someone I would target more than uh, CMC just because, I mean, having another wide receiver I think is going to be incredibly beneficial when you have a. Especially if if someone, God forbid, goes down at some point. Well, like, especially you already saw it happen with Gabe Davis. Like, you yeah. kind of, like, OBJ could be a deep threat. Like, if they can, if Davis somehow goes down again, like you have OBJ, then they could assume that you know take that role over, right? Or even Diggs, if God forbid something happens to him, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm not gonna gonna mention, speak that into existence. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna mention that one. But so it's great to see Trey White returning. It's you know interesting to see what's gonna happen with this OBJ thing as well. Yeah, at the same time. So we'll. I want to talk about the injuries in a little bit, but I just want to focus on who do you think needs this game more. 
And I think it's an interesting question. I think it is too, because both teams have the same record right now, uh, four and one. And honestly, and whoever wins will be the one seed in the AFC. Go like they they will have. There will be no other AFC teams that are undefeated or have one loss other than the team that wins. I want the Bills. Well, I guess like a tie to take this game for home field advantage in the playoffs. But you think the Bills need this more than the Chiefs? Yes, I would disagree. I think the Chiefs need this more than the Bills. So you think they're playing for more than the Bills are right now? I think it's hard to. I describe. don't want to play a divisional or AFC it, championship it, round in Arrowhead again. No, though, no. If it, I were the Bills, it, no. But obviously, you want to be home field advantage. Obviously, that that's the point for both teams. Obviously, there's some aspect of the Bills need you know revenge, but they haven't really talked about wanting revenge this new year. No, but Josh Allen in an interview said, "I forgot I'm playing the Chiefs next." I don't week, fully so. believe. I don't hundred believe that. It's also, <laughs> but the Chiefs also wants validation because I mean they're road they're road. Or home team underdogs. They're home team underdogs. Like, yeah. They want some validation that way. I think the Chiefs need this more than the Bills, though, because if the Bills win, the Bills oh, have... Tyreek's gone, so that's oh, what oh, happened oh, to your offense. Well, if the Bills win, the Bills have a 68% chance of being the one seed. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs, I believe, I think have like a 6 or 9% chance, which is third best in the AFC. I think the Ravens would have the second best odds. If the Chiefs win, the Bills fall to 30%, and the Chiefs have 35%. So you oh. see how even if the Bills lose, we could still do they it. They have the second best odds behind the Chiefs, and you know they have the tiebreaker, but they still have a you know a better opportunity to. But if they win, they, win, they hit sixty five. You're saying sixty eight. Sixty eight. If they win, they pretty much as long as they don't screw the pooch are gonna <laughs> are gonna probably have the one seed. Yeah, so you could say that that's why the Bills need it more. But at the same time, if the Chiefs lose, they have if the Chiefs lose, they pretty much have a very little percent chance of getting the one seed. But if the if the Bills lose, they still have a pretty decent chance. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get. I understand what you're saying now. I didn't know that stat. That's very interesting. Um, that was from uh, Football Outsiders. Football Outsiders. Yeah, that's interesting. I had no idea that that Bills still like would be in it for that. Um, because of the their schedule is a lot easier than the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, looking at it, so and, you know, it's just I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking of it more in terms of. Putting that game, the divisional game behind See, us. I would, I would say it as the Chiefs as a or as team need it more than the Bills, but Bills fans need it more than Chiefs fans. Right, that makes exactly. Sense? Yeah, no, that makes one hundred percent sense because you, you got to think <laughs> about if the, it. If the Chiefs win, then Allen is four and one against. A- I'm sorry, excuse me. Mahomes is four and one against Allen, and then those Chiefs fans really start getting loud. And that's gonna make the Bills fans mad. You know oh yeah, mean? no, yeah. Twitter will be a war zone, no man's land for until we meet them in the playoffs but again. Again, this is this is this is a preview to a bigger game, and yeah. it's important for either of these teams to you know obviously win, but it's important for their long term future because they want. I mean, I think both these teams feel like they're on a collision course against each other as long as you know they stay healthy and nothing goes awry. Yeah, they want to be at home. You saw the impact Arrowhead had on Monday night against the Raiders. If that game was in Las Vegas, they would have won. The Vegas Vegas would have won. And then you got Devontae Adams pushing cameraman over, yeah. getting charged, like possible 180 days in jail, like for that. Yeah, that's you know insane. what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's insane. But yeah. So I have I, now. You know, we circled team aspect. You know, we want to get down I, and gritty with I, Mahomes I, and Allen. I want to get down. I like that <laughs> down and gritty. I had to. So there's there's two statements that are just. I think a complete fact. One is Mahomes and Allen are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, and everyone There's else. No is question com- about and it. Everyone else is competing for. Someone three. just said Brady and Rodgers are still above Allen. No, I, no. I, I could not believe that. 
And Brady has a worse QBR than Geno Smith right now. Like, let's Gino's just Geno's playing pretty well, though. Geno is playing pretty Gino well. Geno is higher grade in PF, as the number one quarterback according to PFF. Right? <sighs> Allen is two, Mahomes is three. Um, but <laughs> Allen and Mahomes are way better than anyone right now. And, you know, this all happened because Mahomes took the manter, mantle, you know, after that 50 touchdown season, his first year starting, winning a Super Bowl. He probably has been a top two quarterback ever since that, you know, waiting. Allen. You know, 2020, it was kind of like he's a tier, high tier two, maybe a tier one quarterback. Yeah, he was that fringe, like fringe, fringe good. 21, he's proven that he is a tier one quarterback. Yeah. And then you would say, okay, the tier one, Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. Mm-hmm. And I think this year, I know we're only five games in, but also what the playoffs happened last year as well, Allen is playing Significantly better than both those quarterbacks. Right. So it's now, really Allen's and, Allen and Mahomes is. And they've tier. they've kind of like submitted themselves to their own tier, and now it's kind of like who is three? You've got the juggernaut, and then tier one, two, and three. Yeah, it's like it's like, like yeah, they've created their own subcategory. It, it is it is like you could be it. You could still, in my opinion, be considered a tier one court like quarterback. Yeah, like a one A one B. One A is Mahomes and Allen, and, and then the yeah, one, yeah. one B one is B. everyone else. And one B is like the other two quarterbacks you think might be tier one. Yeah. Like I think right now the third best quarterback in the in the league, as we say, is Lamar. Like I I'd have to agree points wise in the way he has been doing this season. Lamar has probably that. played the third best, but the but the difference between like Lamar to Allen or Lamar to Mahomes, I think, is pretty big. Yeah. I think it's bigger than like Lamar to whoever you think is the fifth or sixth best quarterback. No, and that's that's not a slight to Lamar. It's just like he there are certain things that those two have done that he just hasn't yet. Which he might. He might still do. He's got an MVP though. So I mean I believe. My second absolute fact of a, of a thing in my opinion is Allen Mahomes are so close to each other that the only reason why anyone ranks the other one ahead of them each other is because of personal bias exactly and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna but, pull up but, but 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 my thing is this Chiefs fans are fans saying that Mahomes is far superior to Allen or Bills fans who also say yeah Allen is far superior to Mahomes or I think they're incorrect I think they're both really good quarterbacks, and you could take either one any day of the week. Obviously, you know, I'm a Bills fan. I have some bias. I would take Allen over Mahomes, but it's not like it's an easy decision, even though Allen's my guy. Yeah, no, this one, I, I want to read out a tweet here real fast. This one gentleman uh, tweeted out, Josh Allen doesn't compare to Patrick Mahomes whatsoever. I'm sorry, Bills fans. And I said, the only difference between the two is a Super Bowl ring. Allen will be obtaining one this season. Got a little cocky there in that statement, I will say that. But I then say the divisional game was a testament to their abilities and their work they have put into their careers, respectively. No clear number one based on ability alone. I would agree with that. I think the, I think the divisional game showed. I mean, both of them what three for three hundred yards, rushed for another sixty yards. They were magicians out there just making plays happen. Half the combined time for seven passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Like playing quarterback at the highest level, mm-hmm. maybe of any All game time. ever. Mm-hmm. So I think it shows that. They're the evolved version of Brady and Manning. Like, that's what everyone's been saying, Listen, but it's they're true. They're the top two quarterbacks, and they're neck and neck. It's not. Now, does Mahomes have a far superior resume to Allen's? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, that's that's an objective. You can, you can make the objective fact that. He's got a Super Bowl ring. You know, he's, but he's got he's got a Super Bowl ring. MVP. He's got a Super Bowl MVP. He has a, a league MVP. Mm-hmm. He has a 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown 50 season. Mm-hmm. He's been to forced hosted four straight AFC championship games. He's been to a second Super Bowl. Yeah. He has beaten Allen twice in the postseason as a winning record against Allen. So like 
the resume of Mahomes is far superior than the resume of Allen. That's also it's the career stats wise as well, but that's also because Mahomes has been, uh, you know, after sitting out that his first year, except starting that last game against Denver, like he's been consistently good. And Allen Allen struggled. Allen grew and then grew. So that, that's also tough. But again, the resume from Mahomes is way better than the resume of Allen. Yeah, but on paper they look very different, but in person, in person, you can't deny if the you're fact. taking a quarterback right now, it's it's close between those two because of talent alone, mm-hmm. as you said, talent and production this year. We're not yeah. talking about what happened in 2019, no, 2020. We're, we're talking, talking right recently. Now. Yeah, at, at this moment, present time, there's no clear differential between the two just based on talent alone. And I think it's an objective fact right now. Also, in, in, in the four games they played each other, mm-hmm. Mahomes outplayed Allen both times in 2020. Mm-hmm. Mah- Allen outplayed Mahomes in the regular season. And they were they if you want to say they tied in the postseason, I'll give you that. I thought Allen actually outplayed Mahomes slightly in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But, I would agree with but that. Mahomes won. So if you want to say in in their in their performance against each other that Mahomes leads Allen two one one, I will I will say you know what you're you're right. Mm-hmm. But it's a new year, and it's a new year. We're, we're, we're gonna see. I think both quarterbacks are great. I think. No, this isn't a slight at Mahomes or anything. I don't or think it's a slight. We're remaining very unbiased too. We're it's, talking just—it's not a slight against Mahomes, and it's not a slight against Allen to say these are the two best quarterbacks, and everyone else is fighting for third, and mm-hmm. these two quarterbacks are are fifty-fifty to each other. And I think any NFL show or anything you listen to is going to say the exact same thing. No, they won't. I completely disagree with that. Well, not any. Let's just I say agree. Nick Wright is I, not going to say I, that. No, I don't even think it's Nick Wright. I agree that I think I think people would agree with my first fact of like those are the two best quarterbacks right now. Everyone's saying for third. Saying they're equal is I they think disagree. people saying they're equal, people would disagree because then people yeah. would then use Mahomes' resume against Allen. Right. Which is again, like it's 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 factually correct. Like on Mah- paper correct. On paper, but, but if you're talking about and on the field, it's not hard, but if you're talking well, about right they're now, dead even. Like you know what I mean? They're 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 one in the same. I agree. All right. So congratulating from our Mahomes Allen talk. We're not gonna I'm not gonna spend a second on Andy Reid and Sean McDermott being no. coaches together because we didn't do that last week of Tomlin. McDermott being teammates, at two very good coaches Sanders. going against each other. That's two, all you two get. Two good teammates, two good, <laughs> two good teams, two good coach head coaches, two good coaching staffs going against each other yep. on both sides of the ball. That's all you're gonna get. And let's let's talk about some X factors. Who, so I think who who do you think is uh, is an X factor for the Bills? I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think this week they're gonna be expecting a four touchdown performance from Davis after last week too. They're gonna be expecting Stefan Diggs to be cutting around the field. I think Motorin is going to have a day. I think he's going to. They're, they're, we're going to have those big plays with those guys, right? But you're going to switch it up real fast and throw Motorin or James Cook around. I think the running game is going to be big, and I think Singletary is going to do what he did last towards the end of last season and just cut him up. I think. Well, I think I, I agree. The running game is going to be big because you saw what the Raiders did with Josh Jacobs. They yeah. really controlled the line of scrimmage. And Jacobs, against- like I said on the Buffalonian earlier this week, you could argue is a faster version of Devin Singletary. So sure, I think so. That's big. I think the running game is going to be big to have off balance. I would say an X factor offensively though will be Dawson Knox. Yes. He didn't play last week. I think that he has a little bit of a hamstring issue because he had a little ankle sprain. Uh, in an interview, he said. Something along the lines of, you know, the Titans game. He got he when he caught that one ball, mm-hmm. uh, and he went to the sideline. He's like sprained his ankle a little bit, and then his hamstring, you know, because of his tightened up. Uh, no, because of his other, he had a pressure off so much of the other leg, his hamstring. Yeah, he was definitely compensating for his injury with his other leg, and then it just you know it tightened up on him. So I think I think Knox is uh, obviously the run game is important because of what the Raiders did, but I think Knox is a big factor because if you see what happened in that divisional playoff game, they took out. 
Stefan Diggs, but they also made like an aware, you know, made the defense aware that they didn't want Dawson. I mean, Dawson Knox went for 100 yards and a touchdown against the Chiefs in the regular season. Right. They didn't want that to happen in the postseason, so they also game plan to take him away, which then allowed for the running back like Singletary to get some, you know, opportunities out of the backfield. Obviously, Gabe Davis, mm-hmm. Kobe's had a couple, you know, catches in the slot, so the slot receiver is going to be big too. So if Knox is healthy and able to go, it's just another weapon for Allen to use, and it's another weapon that the Chiefs had to prepare for. Right. I think I'm glad that they played it safe resting guys last week, the Bills, because they, I they think, did load management in yeah, the NFL. Yep. Savage. Yep. And they, they they got these guys rested up and ready for this week. Now, Dom, we talked about a couple offensive guys for the X Factors. Do you have anyone on the defense that's an X Factor for you? Yeah, the secondary. Me too. It's, it's going to be that kind of game because the Chiefs have a very good offensive line. They did get that. I was just about to say that. I think it might be the D line that could be the X Factor because their they're pressures. The Oakland, not Oakland. Oh Las my Vegas. gosh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm just I keep I keep thinking Oakland whenever I think of Raiders. But um, Las Vegas broke through quite a few times and sacked them. Well, I think Max Crosby's a stud and he owned the right tackle. Right. And but do you think even having Groot and Von Miller and Ed Oliver in the game along with Tim Settle? Well, this this is what's going to happen pretty much. The interior offensive line of the Kansas City is very good. Trey Smith, their right guard's a little banged up. We'll see if he goes. Their right tackle is kind of average. So you think that's with Groot, that should be a mismatch. Mm-hmm. The left tackle, Orlando Brown, is a very good run blocker, but he struggles against pass spe- rush. speed pass rushing, which Von Miller which Von is. Miller is. He, he sheds him so, out to the outside and then so just comes through. Yeah, I think that should be a mismatch. And then also you have, you know, Daquan Jones was the best player. I said this on the Buffalonian. Daquan Jones, he was also graded the best. P- PFF graded him at like a 90.8. Yeah. Like he was, he was an absolute beast. So if you get more reps for, if you get, Obviously, it was good to see Ed Oliver be full in practice. If he can, you know, produce, Daquan Jones produces, Tim Suttle produces. I think Ed Oliver is going to be hungry, though, because he hasn't really done anything crazy this season because of his injury. So I think he's hungry for for some Mahomes, you know. I think he's going to go after him. No, I think I think that's going to be big. And then I, my, my X factor is the secondary because, you know, Dane's a serviceable wide receiver, but this is DeMar Hamlin's first time going against Mahomes. Poyer's a little bit banged up. Kyrie Lim, can he bounce back? I think that's going to be a big storyline because the Chiefs obviously saw what the Steelers did with Elam that he was breaking off so f- far up the field that they're able to get. I mean, Mahomes has been willing to, after struggles from last year, willing to nickel and dime you down the field. So I think that's going to be important. But again, what's important for the Bills too is they've consistently been able to, for the most part, take take away your what your your best option offensively right they did it with Tyree Kill obviously Cooper Cup they didn't do it with but Cooper Cup's a different breed yeah I mean, no, it, that was that, Elam on him too or Taron Johnson it just whatever with that one but Derek Henry got shut down mm-hmm. they did a good job with Hill they did a good job with the Ravens running game for the most part Mark Andrews I'm sorry Mark Andrews mm-hmm. only had two catches I believe you know what would be crazy Bills run nickel zone all the time mm-hmm Leslie Frazier just completely switches it up and throws a different defense out there. No, they're not going to do you that. You don't think so? Yeah, they trust Terry Johnson as a linebacker, as, yeah. a, as a quote-unquote linebacker. Quote unquote. He's a slot corner, but they trust him to play linebacker and run defense. Uh, but I think, the, I mean, the Chiefs' best player, is, uh, other than, obviously other than Mahomes, their best weapon is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And the Bills Juju's have, nothing. Like, like, Juju's solid. They have solid. Listen, they have solid options, but you have to, if for the Bills, they have to be, they have to take Kelsey away and be like, we're gonna let you run the ball. 
we're gonna let you we're gonna let Juju Smith Schuster beat us, Marcus Valenskelis. We are not gonna let Travis Kelsey beat us. Mm-hmm. And it was diff- it's different from years before because you'd be like, we're not gonna let Travis Kelsey beat us. But then we'd have to we'd Tyreek ha- Hill. No, you wouldn't have a safety over the top of Tyreek Hill. So then I was like, we can't let Tyreek Hill beat us. But then Travis Kelsey would kill you underneath. So I guess that's a little bit of an X factor ish too. Is how they how are they gonna take away the middle of the field of Kelsey? Uh, hopefully Edmonds can go. He's been a big part of that. You know, and Milano. So that, that those. I guess we're we're bleeding a little bit too from X Factor into keys to success. Yeah, so we can combine them. But a key to success is stopping Travis Kelsey, because if they can stop Kelsey and make others beat you, you know they're not perfect receivers. They're gonna have some drops. They're gonna have some. It's not. Yeah, you don't have Cheetah running down the yeah. down the field and getting ready for a deep ball anymore. You know, and that's I think that's what I said when the they got like the Miami Dolphins acquired him. The Chiefs are going to be missing that against a secondary like ours, or you know what I mean, like that yeah. that that X factor for them that now they don't have, and they have to rely on Kelsey, who can get we could stop now that we don't have to focus on that, like you said. Well, it's still going to be a, a difficult, a difficult, right? Because you see, even task. Vegas was for a little bit, and then well, I mean, something Vegas, changed. Vegas he, stopped him for seven catches for twenty five yards, but four of those seven catches were touchdowns. Touchdowns, yeah. So, so. I think it's a, it's going to be hard. To, if defensively, if you could tell me they could, if the D line does a good job putting pressure, constant pressure on Mahomes and keep him in the pocket, and Travis Kelsey get they could m- minimize his impact, I feel very confident about the Bills defense. The Bills offense, I th- I just think they had to be to keep doing other things. The Chiefs, you know, Chris Jones is probably playing, you know, I think he's the highest grade defensive player uh, according to PFF at like a ninety two. He's he's a beast. They got to be able to st- and you should, listen. The Bills have faced really good interior defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Donald, Jeffrey Simmons, last week of Cam Hayward. This is just another. This, they they've been tested before, and they're yeah. gonna get tested again right here with Chris Jones. So if they could stop him and you know keep Allen clean and get a consistent run game, I I like where they're going. This is the first. The Chiefs are actually the first team this year where the Bills aren't facing. The Josh Allen is not facing an All Pro defensive back. Well, would you look at that? Because I Fitzpatrick at Steelers. Yep. Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, I think, have been for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do they play week three? Dolphins. 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 Xavier Howard. Mm-hmm. Week four, Kevin Byard, the safety for the Titans. Week two, excuse me. Week one, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Except I think he's absolutely fraudulent. But no, he's playing pretty well, other than the Bills game. So... Those are those are keys to success, and then obviously injuries. It's nice to see everyone practice except Tywin Jones has a knee, and Jay Kumaro has an ankle. So Kumaro's probably going to be out until the bye, which is fine. Yeah, that's. I, I'm I'm comfortable with Hodgins. I'm comfortable with Shakir right now. Shakir, yeah. Oh, Isaiah McKenzie, another. Uh, I mean, we talked about Trey White. Isaiah McKenzie cleared concussion protocol, so he should return as well. Beautiful. So you're gonna have, and then obviously a lot of limiteds uh, with Knox, Poyer. Obviously Trey was limited, but he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see that actually Oliver said full on his. So yeah, no, that was really exciting for Oliver because that's that just adds, like I said, to the pass rush when you have those Groot and uh, Von Miller on the outside and him on the inside. It's going to be something special. Well, it's going to be big because you know they're going to free him up, but it's a tough interior offensive line of the Chiefs, so they got to be able to you know keep Mah- keep Mahomes in the pocket and not get pushed down in the run game. But, but the Raiders did a pretty good job of showing that. You know they they could be dealt with at times. Yeah, on both lines of scrimmages, if the Bills win the line of scrimmage on both sides. They should be fine. No, uh, yeah. So who do you think we're talking for the Bills? Who do you think is going to be the offensive MVP? I think it's going to be. 
I don't I don't really know if you can go any other way. I think it's going to be Allen. I think it's going to be Allen too. There's an, I I know say, it's kind of a cop out answer, but I mean cop, like there's no answer. other option in my opinion. He's going to he's known in tough games like that to be putting stuff on his shoulders and I think he's going to have to do it again. So in I agree. I, I got to say Josh Who do you Allen. have for the defensive side of the ball? I think got Oliver. Yeah, him in. I I'm I'm staying on the front four. Like that's where I'm staying, you know? So I I will say Matt Milano. The, you know what, that's I'll, also very. I'll no, say the linebackers. Yeah, the they, linebackers. The Chiefs in general. do a lot of things to fool the eyes of the linebackers. So the linebackers, if Tremaine plays, he was limited, but I think he'll be fine. Yeah. If Tremaine Milano have good eye discipline, they do solid in run defense. They keep Kelsey from destroying them in the middle of the field. They tackle well. I think I think those two guys will be the co-defensive players of the of the, of the of the evening. I can definitely see that. I'm sticking with the front four and Oliver, but. What do you think the score's going to be? At the end of the day, at the end of the slugfest, what are you thinking? I predict the Chiefs 35, the Bills 31. You're predicting a loss. I am predicting them to lose. I th- listen, I think Arrowhead is a tough place to play. And I think, you know, going into the year, I don't, I mean, none of us picked them to go 17-0. And I think if anyone would have told you going to the bye, especially for all the injuries they, they faced, that they're going to go in the bye 4-2. I think you'd feel pretty pretty good about that. So, uh, I'm predicting. I, I, listen, it's gonna be a close game. I just I believe that Mahomes and Reed are hard to win. Beat in Arrowhead. It's a it's a tough challenge. I think. Listen, they're gonna keep it close. Again, I I'm not gonna be rooting for the Bills. Yes, but you know, for the sake of the pot, I gotta be. Yeah, I, I gotta give a truthful pick, and I I I think the Chiefs pull this one out. But I. I I this is my thing. I think the Chiefs pull this one out. I still think the Bills are going to be the one seed, though. Like I, I think the Bills will finish ha- have a better record than the Chiefs. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And that AFC Championship game will be hosted in in Buffalo against the Chiefs, in my opinion. But I think I think the Chiefs take this one. I think it's going to be thirty four to thirty one. I think the Bills have it by a field goal. No, so you're taking the spread too. Yeah, two and a half. Yep, that would make people upset. I, listen, I I fully there's ways where it could be both our way. You know, both are, I think both our predictions are sound and. It could either go either way, in my opinion. I think this is the most toss-up 50-50 game you can... Like you said, if you if we weren't Bills fans, we well, wouldn't be betting it. Well, this is this is the biggest toss-up because I think anyone would say the top three teams are the Bills, Eagles, Chiefs right now, and two of those teams are playing each other. So, like, it just... I think it's just a hard environment to win in, and it's hard it's hard to beat that team in, in, in Arrowhead, so... But, listen, I think the Bills are going to give it all they have, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won. But I'm picking. I'm picking. You know, I got. We got to be honest. I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs. All right, so we're locking it in. Dom Chiefs. What's your score again? Thirty-five, thirty-one. Thirty-five, thirty-one. Uh, I'm picking the Bills. Thirty-four to thirty-one. And Mike predicts. Oh yeah, we got. Yeah, Mike's here. not here. Sorry. Sorry for the dead air we had there. <laughs> but that is going to do it for the first segment of our betting on the Bills podcast for this week, and we'll be right back with some picks after this. <laughs> This edition of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs, featuring shows such as Sports Bring People Together. Listen to entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports, could be players, agents, and so on. And who knows where the conversation will take you, but sports got us together in the first place. Find this show wherever you listen to podcasts or simply visit sportseplus.com. And now let's get back to the show. We are back with the Buffalonian podcast, betting on the Bills, and we're going to get into our picks from this week or this past week 
and go into our picks for this upcoming weekend. So, just you know, our results. Let's just go over them. Uh, uh, three-way tie. Three-way tie. Ten and six. All of us over all 16 games last week. So, not not bad. Not bad. All three of us getting the double digits. Mike's fin- Mike finally breaks out of the... Yeah. The, the, he gets out of the, you know... Over still, 500. Well, I mean, he's still in the basement. But Yeah, he's still in the basement. Overall. Overall still in the basement. Which, you know, it brings us to the, the totals for this season. Dom and I still tied. 50-29-1 with that ugly Colts and Texans game from week one uh, being the tie. And Mike sitting at 41-38-1. So he's, he's nine, still nine games back, but yeah. Mike had a real opportunity. He picked the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Nearly was an opportunity to get a, get a couple back. But hey, All I'm saying is... I remember you laughed at me last week when I said I was taking the Giants over the Packers. And yeah, because you said you were going to pick the Giants and then spent 30 seconds not saying a single good reason why you, you should pick the Giants. I want the Giants. I was talking about Danny Dimes the ba- in, in Coach Dable, you know. <laughs> I had nothing great to really prove the point, but look at what happened. It's, that just shows you. You bet with me, that's it. Yeah, Game not, over, you win. You get lucky with results. Yeah. I bet the underdogs. I bet the underdogs. Which brings us... To this week. To this week. So, Don, why don't, why don't you kick us off here? Cowboys, right. Eagles. So, oh, I might not start with Cowboys, Eagles. Oh, he's going to start with something different. That, Sorry. That might be the best game. So, we'll, our, we'll get back to our, that. our slate of five games that we will select. I like that, how we said the games we we're going to do and then pick one by one. So, we got Cowboys, Eagles. We got Broncos, Chargers. We got Jets, Packers. We got Baltimore, New York Giants. Then we got the New England Patriots and the Cleveland Browns. So, the game that I'll pick. Uh, Broncos country. Well, let's ride. I'll pick the I'll pick the Broncos Chargers Monday night game. Kind of a shame that this is Monday night football. This is the fourth uh, primetime game for the Broncos in the first six weeks of the year. Uh, I I had to look at their schedule, but hopefully this is the last time they're on primetime. Yeah, <laughs> let Russ cook. The stadium's burning down. He set the gas stove on fire. That's how bad it is. It, it is pathetic. Uh, the Chargers are five point home favorites. And uh, I'll be jumping on that Chargers and the Chargers to win and cover. Uh, Russ has some kind of shoulder injury that he had a procedure on. Torn lat. Is it? I, it was a torn lat. Whatever it is, it's it's. Listen. Do you I, think it's just an excuse to excuse him from playing awful I, these past? Four I don't weeks? think it's an excuse. I mean, when you're hurt, you're hurt. But or is it just a, plo- a media ploy? Not only I think it's a media ploy. I think it's a conspiracy. I, I don't think it is. But <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make me feel any better about the Broncos. So. I think the Chargers getting a little bit healthier, uh, came, coming off a, a, a real big win uh, against Cleveland. They're 3-2. and two. I think they want to continue to roll and try and get, you know, rack up wins. And the Broncos to them right now are an inferior opponent. And you got to beat, you know, this is, this is what's hurt Justin Herbert in the screen and why Justin Herbert has an under 500 uh, winning percentage is that you have to be able to beat teams that your your team is better than. And it's a skill. It's 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 a skill to do. So, do you think that's Brandon Staley, or is that the, or is that? I mean, I Herbert. Think I think I think coaching has something to do with it for sure. But yeah, Herbert also you know last year against the Texans, he sucked. Yeah, and he was the big reason why they lost the game, and a big reason why they eventually didn't make the playoffs. Right. So, you know, as much as I love Herbert, Herbert said I think Herbert has a really good case with Lamar for being the third best quarterback in the NFL. But uh, for me, it's it's pretty clear that the the charge is the pick, and uh, it's. Not really, uh, not really debatable for me. I don't know why anyone would want to take the Broncos, especially on the road. Well, against the Chargers, it gets me into my pick here. Are you picking the Broncos? Broncos country. Let's hide, bolt up, baby. We're going with the we're going with the Chargers. We're going with the Chargers. There's no question, no question for me here. Chargers on top. 
Russell Wilson, keep cooking in that kitchen and burning it down. Let Russ cook. Not true. Not true. He's awful. This season, at least. And uh, I'm taking the Chargers. I had yeah. you there for a minute. The, the, only, the only thing that would scare me <laughs> for the Chargers is that the Broncos do like to run the ball, but I don't trust Melvin Gordon about no. fumbling. Fumble king right so, there. If they yeah. had Javante Williams, I think this would actually be kind of an, an interesting play. But Right. Uh, not... I had you there for a minute, didn't I? Yeah, you said yeah, you take the Broncos. I said Broncos country. You were ready. You were ready. I was going to be shocked when I was going to roast you, but you know, <laughs> congratulations for rebounding. But you know, who knows? They could, the Broncos would still win, but uh, the Chargers to me are the superior pick. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to take us into the next game here, if that's okay with you. Well, no, we're, I mean, we're going back and forth. We don't have a third person. So. And I'm going to go Pats versus Browns. Okay, I'm going to go with What's Patriots two and three in the AFC East, bottom seed right now in the division, and. uh the Browns, Dookie Browns. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is their quarterback still. Deshaun won't be back until when? Week uh, 11? Week 13, because he's spent 11 games plus their bye. Oh, there we go. Week 13. You heard it here first. And I don't know if you heard it here first. That, but... Maybe a recap first here. I don't know. But um, I'm taking the Patriots. Bailey Zapp, Tom Brady Jr., comes in for the hurt starting quarterback and has been playing very well. If he puts together a couple more good games, I would I would see him starting over Mac Jones. Okay, I disagree with that. You it's think? With the compression Dak thing, but uh, <laughs> the, the, Pats. the Browns are three-point favorite, home favorites, so that's basically telling you that Vegas finally seems to be both equal. And the Browns cannot stop the run. It, it's just the Chargers, I believe... It, going into last week with a 32nd in rush offense, even with Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler ran all over them. Yeah, he went off. They're a terrible yeah. tackling team. They have terrible defensive communication. I fully expect the Pats to be able to just run the ball at will against them. And I also think Jacoby Brissett against uh, a Bill Belichick-led defense is a no-go. Also, Kevin Sikansky against Bill Belichick. I think that might be the biggest. Uh, that's a huge mismatch, in my opinion, coaching-wise. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, like when listen, the better coach is co- the Pats. Uh, and the, the weakness of the Browns is a, is, a, is the, probably the number one strength of the Pats. And the Pats have a solid defense to stop. I think gonna the be able, best defensive-minded head coach, arguably, yeah, in the league. And they're gonna be, I think they're going to be able to stop uh, Nick, at least slow down Nick Chubb in that running attack, make Jacoby Brissett win the game when I don't think he'll be able to. So I think this is a pretty – again, I think this is a straightforward uh, pick for me. You got the Pats? I do have the Pats. Okay. Just making sure. Because before I mark it down, no, 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 no. for the for the you viewers, put, to you can see. put that bad boy in pen. All right, all right. Pats versus Browns. Joe and Don both have Th- the Pats. Three Don- game, three games left. I'll I'll pick I'll pick a, a, a interesting game. I'll pick I'll pick Baltimore at the New York Giants. Uh, Baltimore is a road five and a half point favorite, and um, I'm taking Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore in the points. I think last last week I took the Packers, but I took the I would say the Giants recover the spread. Fortunately, um. The Giants went out right, so I technically I kind of was slightly ran the, against the spread, but I was wrong with my game pick. Uh, this one I'm taking Baltimore in the points. I think this is the week where the Giants, you know, all those injuries kind of do it for them. I think Baltimore is a legit team. I I said I said that last week. I don't think the Patri- the Packers should have been favored against anyone by the total they were. And listen, Baltimore. You know, we talked we talked about this just recently about Herbert and not be able to win against inferior opponents. That's Lamar eats inferior opponents for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same thing with John Harbaugh. <laughs> they destroy teams. They take care of business. They cover. I think this is a good matchup for you know Lamar and this defense that's kind of getting beat up a little bit through the pass, but they're very good against the run. And the the Ravens' pass defense is very optimistic. 
opportunistic against Daniel Jones, against Daniel Jones, who doesn't have healthy receivers. I think this is, and also the Giants coming back from London. Uh, the, you know, the Giants are at home, and they, you know, four and one record. They're playing good for them, well, good for them. But this, this is the week where they get trounced, uh, when they get taught some respect. I'll tell you what respect is. When the Baltimore Ravens leave that stadium with an L, with an L, the Giants, Danny Dimes, Big Boy Dable, the big year mom joke guy, apparently, in the locker room, they come back again with a victory, with a dub. And you know what? Why? You know why? Why? Because he's Danny Dimes. No, no, no. And Saquon no, no, Barkley's going to no, run the ball all no, over Baltimore. No, give me a, give me a real... That like, is, Saquon Barkley's going to take the game into his own Saquon hands. Barkley against the, the solid Ravens front. Yep, run outside. That's what Josh Allen did the entire game. Daniel Jones, too. Couldn't stop Did you trust Daniel Jones? Yep. This season, yeah. You just said Lamar Jackson was the third best quarterback in the NFL. And I think quarterback-wise, absolutely. Okay, so why don't you Team-wise. Why don't you... you just The Ravens are one of the best teams in the AFC. Listen. Just listen. Uh, I am They've listening. blown an easy game against Miami in the fourth quarter. Okay. They've blown a guaranteed win in the at the half against the Bills in the third quarter. They're going to do it again for the fourth week in a row? Third time in a couple of weeks. Dude, no, dude. and they lost to the Bengals that they had a lead They beat on. the Bengals. Or they beat the Bengals, sorry. They, they blew the lead, absolutely. But They no, blew the lead. No, they had no. a commanding lead. They're a team that cannot yeah, the play Bengals are into decent. the third and fourth quarter. I think the Giants make their move then, start running the ball outside, sending Danny Dimes around, and I think a couple good plays are made, and the game gets close. Maybe they don't win, but I'm taking them. I'm taking them. I, I, you're taking the points? I'm taking the Giants. No, I'm taking the Giants. So they don't win, you lose. Exactly. You know what? It, it's called gambling. You don't take the favorites every time, Dom. Look what happened to you last week. We took... I just took an underdog on the Patriots. I know. I'm just saying. Last week. Last week's record on the pod is not looking good after taking all the favorites last week. The underdogs... I, I didn't... The underdogs win. Just hit my mic. I didn't the take all the win. favorites. And we finished, ten, we finished the same record. So, besides the point, I mean, it's just absolute... You know what? Everything. I would just hope for everyone to tune out what Joe just said because he didn't... You know, listen, the Giants are, are a solid team. But they're a team that is four and one, and they're overhyped based off the record. And they're gonna, when they play an actual team like the Ravens, Lamar is gonna throw. I would say Lamar throws four touchdowns by the end of the third quarter. That's I think Danny Dimes in the fourth quarter throws four to bring it even. Okay, we'll see, man. I, I'm taking the Giants. All right. All right. So let's move on to the next game here. Jets versus Packers. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna start out right here. Right now, I'm taking the Jets. New York football, New Jersey football, I should say, owns the Packers for two weeks in a row. I'm taking the Jets. Jets and the points? Just the Jets. Just the points? What? You're, you're, you're going to take the Jets to win outright? Yeah, I'm having the Jets win outright. That's how confident I am. I don't even know points to save me if I'll, the game's close. I'll take the Jets' points, but I'll take the Packers to win. I think the Packers are tough to win in Lambeau. I think that team is embarrassed. I think that defense that we all thought was going to be elite going into the year is not has not been, and you know it's it's close to time for pa- complete panic mode. But I think they're a veteran-led team. I think they're going to be able to get to Zach Wilson a little bit. Zach Wilson in two weeks has been the the best quarterback when he's clean. Mm-hmm. He struggles when he's pressured. He's been one of the worst quarterbacks when he's pressured. Right, but I, then Brees Hall makes up for that. Brees Hall had a game. Listen, I think the Packers are going to be... I, I, I am concerned about Brees Hall and Michael Carter running all over the Packers' defense. I do. That's, I do why, that. that's why I'm picking but, the Jets outright to win. But I would say this is going to be a close game. I would expect the Jets to cover, but 
I think this is kind of a little bit like the Packers game in Lambeau against the Pats. That I think I think the Packers find a way. I think this is their first week where they show show so a pulse. So I think the Jets are the Jets are a team that's on a high, and I think they're somewhat like the Giants. They're getting overhyped based off you know actually having a decent record for the first time forever. I think this is again they'll they'll keep it close, but I I got I got the Packers to win by a field goal. All right, respectable pick, respectable pick. I, I'm still taking the Jets outright. I think New Jersey football owns the Packers two weeks in a row. But, Dom, you want to lead us into our final game on the docket this week? Cowboys-Eagles. NFC matchup. Look the, at this. The highest winning percentage teams uh, going at it because Bills Chiefs are 4-1 versus 4-1, but this matchup is 4-1 versus 5-0, and and I think this is a rather easy pick for myself. I'm going to take the Eagles, and do I take the six points? Yeah, I'll take the six points. I think the Eagles have a very good offensive line. I think they'll be able to stymie the Dallas pass rush, and I think the Eagles... You know what? No, I'm going to switch my pick, actually. I don't... I don't. I, I, you know, I'm talking it out to myself. I I just remembered at the top of my head that the, the left tackle for the Eagles is actually, I don't think, going to be able to play. I, 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 you know, I just keep going over to myself... I, this is a tough matchup. I'm I'm having a I'm having a Do tough time. No, about I'm, your just, pick? I'm just I'm just thinking off the I'm just, you know, just kinda of thinking blind here. I think this is a tough matchup. I definitely would say I would take the points for the Cowboys. I definitely would say I think it's six right now. Mm-hmm. I would definitely hop on that because I think it's gonna be a close game. It's just kinda of hard for me right now at this proper moment to pick a winner because I think I really don't trust either one of these offenses against each other because I think the Eagles have a good offense, but that Dallas has the number one defense in the league currently, or one of the top three, I would say. And then I don't trust Cooper Rush against this Eagles secondary. So, you know what? I'll make this pick. I think the Cowboys cover, but I think the Eagles win because I trust Jalen Hurts more than Cooper Rush, and I trust A.J. Brown against the secondary more than the the Cowboys wide receivers against uh, Darius Slay and uh, Bradbury. I figured you were going to take the Eagles. Although you, took the, although you took the Cowboys points. Listen, 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 listen. Out of the five games, I have taken one favorite outright, and then I have taken I have taken what? Two favorite out two favorites outright, one underdog outright, and two underdogs to cover. Alright, well I'm going outright again on this one. And I think Cooper Rush takes Jalen Hurts jersey after the game and puts it in the blender, starts it on fire and throws it in a dumpster, starts a Why? dumpster fire in Philadelphia. Because Cooper Rush is four and oh. I do not isn't Listen. Every game he's played and they've won it. Every- they've played good football. There's a McCarthy and Rush connection happening in Dallas. Every time Dallas tries out an, a ginger quarterback, <clears throat> Andy Dalton, didn't work out. But look at Cooper Rush the ginger comes in. Look at him. So, great. So- great. He's taking Dak's job, I think. I wish. I hope. Even though I hate Jerry Jones and everything he stands for, I'm taking Cooper Rush and the Cowboys outright. Jalen Hurts crumbles. Why? This crumbles. Why? Because... What you haven't you 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 just went on a thirty second sleepy of Jalen Hurts's jersey getting melted in blender, <laughs> all this ginger quarterback <laughs> stuff. You hate Jerry Jones, but you you haven't said one fact of why the Cowboys will beat the Eagles. Tony P. Backup running back Ezekiel Elliott should retire. Yeah, um, guess what? They're gonna still feed Zeke at twenty two carries last week. Yeah, Tony P. Only at nine. Ground game's gonna kill Philadelphia. The Eagles have a good defensive line. They have a good defense. I still think they're going to get. They're one of the up. best teams overall in the entire league. You know what? You're going to tr- you're going to trust AJ. You, who would you rather have, AJ Brown or Dalton or Schultz? Trevor Diggs? 
Huh? Did you say Dalton Schultz? Yeah, they have a good tight end. They have everything. They have a, the Eagles have Dallas Goddard. They have Schultz. Dallas Goddard's the same level as Dalton Schultz. Exactly. So look at that. That's not a win for the Cowboys. I'm taking the win for the Cowboys. And you know what? You know what? Mr. 1-5 one in, one in from last week on the pod. I don't care what my record is. I don't want to hear it. You could trash talk my record all they want. You've not, you've making a terrible you've made terrible takes the last two weeks. You got lucky last week. It's not luck. No, yes, it is. It's knowledge. It is no, it's not. It is luck. It as is good com- as the Eagles have looked in their five and oh, no one saw them being five and oh. I still think Everyone every team has good. its day. Every team has its day. That doesn't okay, it's not a fa- that doesn't I'm going off the luck. Maybe I'm not going off of statistics straight Why up. The heck? On paper matchup. Why? I'm taking the Cowboys outright. That's just what's happening. So what you're just telling the viewer is listener, excuse me. I like is, the Cooper what, Rush what, what, connection in Dallas. What you're just telling the viewer is that when we start the segment, they should just turn the segment and just see the games and just pick with their gut. Exactly. That's what gambling is. If you yeah, if you, you have a hunch, if you have a feeling, I'm going with my gut. Please tell I don't care. My picks are my picks. I'm not, I don't care. Listen, I don't care. Listen, your picks are your picks, but we're not we're not supposed to be giving advice to people. We're supposed to be giving our picks and giving the, the records of our picks. No, we're supposed to help people might listen to us and be swayed by our picks. But you're not swaying them by your picks because you're just saying, Oh luck. What? Most of them hit. It doesn't mean that you're that doesn't just because your outcomes are good doesn't mean your thought process is good. So what? Anyone can have their own thought process. Someone wakes up and has an itch on their stomach. Oh man, that means I'm taking the Giants today. That's 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 like a suspicious thing. What? Yeah. But people think, oh, I put a purple shirt on why today, would so that's any... a Ravens bet. Like that that's just it's not necessarily all statistics not... based. Gambling is by the gut. I... What you think? It's not all statistics based. But why? So what? I have a baseless claim about the Giants. So you, absolutely, absolutely so, demolishing so, the Ravens. So, so wait, if you wake up and you think the Jets are going to win the division because they're three, I bet two. on them. Not for the division. That's outlandish. I'm talking game by game. A divisional bet that's different. Or winning the conference. That's that's, that's big. That's a whole season bet. I'm talking game by game. Any given Sunday. That's all I can say. Any given Sunday. You keep calling up these metaphors. Any given Sunday. That's not a metaphor. Of course, that's fact. Any given Sunday is is an absolute fact. Right. So any given Sunday, the Giants could. But well, you could the point that up any pick you make. That doesn't mean it's a good pick. Exactly. And I can pick what I want. I don't have to pick based on what I'm the not, on paper best pick is. I honest to God, I don't care that you pick the Giants. I'm not saying that's even a bad pick. What I'm saying is a bad pick is your thought process. doesn't make any sense to me. My thought process is my thought process, and it makes sense to me, and it has gotten the same record outcome that you have. So there's no reason that I shouldn't rock with it right now. We'll see. All all I got to say is I I disagree, but we'll we'll see. All right. Dom will be going 0-6 next week, and I will be 6-0. And and we'll be coming back at you Tuesday with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. Dom, how do you always end these? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. <laughs>